A show where I don't tell Melissa how we are going to start. And for this episode, we're going to be doing impersonations of trains. Uh. That's this show. All aboard! Okay. Yeah, I was trying to think about what. Um. Yeah. Well, I somehow keep touching this table, so there's a bit of background mu- uh, noise. Hopefully, there are, our background music kind of causes that to not do. Oh, maybe that's that. We'll see. Anyways, um, so yeah, we missed last week because we found ants. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And that was kind of poopy, but uh, hopefully. The, the problem has been solved because boy howdy do I not like ants where I live um but yeah do you have any little likes um yes I do my little like of the day is pesto oh. a delicious treat that um we had for dinner on some tortellini I like pesto a lot um it is a you don't know what pesto is. A very simple sauce, shall I call it? <laughs> I guess. Um, made what, uh, traditionally. What, how, what else would it be? I don't know. I guess it's a sauce. A dressing, maybe. It's traditionally made from pine nuts and basil and oil. Pine nuts? Really? Yeah. Okay, continue. I have made pesto before. Um, I like making it with kale and almonds. You sound like an alien. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like you've never made pesto in your entire life. And you're reading from a script inside of your brain. (laughs) Why are you saying it like that? I don't know. I guess I'm still caught up on the trains. That's okay. We also... Almost forgot to record the show. My brain nope. has a train uh-uh. of thought. <laughs> Let's not. Pesto. We were also like, this was also, this is being recorded at a time when um, we decided, should we watch one more episode of Grey's Anatomy? Which I will, I will say is my little like, I do not like that show. I think it's trash. It is fun to watch. I hate this show, though. Um, <laughs> okay, the thing about it is that when you start at the first season of a show that for has almost 15 anything. seasons... You're right, for you almost any show. in a show that started in, like, the early 2000s, there's problems with it. Oh, yes. it's, it's yeah, it's it's definitely trying its best. My problem is that, like, amongst a lot of the things that I have... I do have problems with, like, the characters and how they're, like, dealing with things. My first, like, real medical show was Scrubs. So a lot of, like, the actual real-life interactions in the hospitals were also more accurate. And how, however whimsical or funny, it was very, it was much more real. So watching this, uh, Cassandra actually described it very well to me as, as I was talking to her about it. Um, it is very much a soap opera um, in a hospital without the 
pure drama without the uh, the type of drama that's like, oh, this is my twin um, of the person that, uh, I don't know, that just recently died and I've actually been having sex with them and your baby is now their baby and you're not actually dead yet. It's a lot of fabricated drama, yes, but <laughs> it's entertaining. It is. It's, it's very wild to watch. In times these trying times i mean again you're watching it i'm doing my own thing and looking at what's happening and it's very fun but uh yeah i do not remember who's supposed to go first Should but we do our animal crossing yeah i was just update. about to suggest that it, it doesn't matter because we should have we... like an intro to our animal crossing update choo choo <laughs> All aboard! The Animal Crossing train. Here we go. Animal Crossing recap with Brennan Mel. Our first stop is Cutie Isle. Cutie, what's your one called? Cutie Cove. Cutie Cove. You're Cutie Isle. I know I'm Cutie Isle, but then I was like, what's the other one called? Um, so yeah, on Cutie Isle, uh, you'll as you, if you look to your left, um, you'll see that I've <laughs> I'm doing the train metaphor, and you dare give me this look. This is your idea. How fast is this train? I was, I was, picturing, <laughs> I was picturing a high speed train. You can't say if you look. You to can't your know. Left. You can't picture a high speed train when we're going chugga 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 uh, chugga. Okay. So we're more thinking like the train at the at Riverside, the at the zoo. River. Sure. I forgot what it's called. Riverside. I don't know what. I, ooh, no. I can't remember. Whatever yeah. the Peterborough Zoo is, it's free. It's great. There's a train. It's $2. It's great. This train's really fun. It's really great. If that's the train, then yes. Exactly. So We can if, look out to the left and see. Cutie Isle, where I have um, I have made uh, the obsessive decision to uh, make a rainbow of flowers. Um, once I realized uh, pretty much how to breed all the different kind of flowers. So I have a plot of flowers that's nine by nine because there are nine different flowers and nine different colors of flower. Well, yeah. And yeah, I'm just going from red all the way to black and that's not how the rainbow goes, but that's what my thing is. It's like, what, what do I do? It's red, orange. Rainbows do start with red. No, no, that's fair. But mine is red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, uh, pink, white, black. That's really close to a rainbow. It's not bad. Um, it's Roy G. Biv. Yeah, there you go. And then I spent a lot of time doing that, almost like a full week. Um, and I was like transplanting all these things. I had to take so, lo- so much time. And then I've been moving houses and everything, but all my houses are in a nice little area. Because once you start out, unless you know what you're doing, because um, like when I was watching Griffin McElroy, um, as soon as he started out, he had planned out all of his stuff. And, you know, absolutely a pro. Because when he started, he was like, I already have my, my uh, neighborhood planned out. This is where all the stuff's going to be. And I was like, oh, man, one of my houses is on the other side of the map. Oh, no. Um, and, like... In it, all fairness, Brennan put a house all by itself before he even unlocked the ability to create bridges. <laughs> and secluded well, I, that person by themselves. For, like, a day. I had the bridge the next... Anyways, I thought it would be a good idea to spread everything out. And then once I started planning everything, um, as Melissa was saying kind of beforehand, I really like symmetry and really like having things like nice and neat. Um, so it took me probably like a full two weeks to get all the houses. It takes a full day to move each house. 
So it was just, it was nuts. And like some houses were off by like one or two squares. So I had to like pick up the house, move it somewhere else. And then the next day, move it back, but correctly. It was buck wild. Um, and then I realized that I also want um, a proper showing of all the regular uh, colors. Because um, near my personal house, I have all the, the bread colors. So it's mostly pinks, purples, blues, and oranges, um, and all the blacks. Um, but then I was like, well, I want to showcase all the actual color flowers. So I had to make another um, 9x9 plot because I wanted four. It was, it's, it's just nonsense. I make all these arbitrary rules for myself. And it's just like, and now I have two, I have like four flower plots. I am now the flower king, as Tristan has said, as he flies to my island, he just like, hey, every time I fly to your island, just remind me of the flower king. And I was like, I don't know what band that is, but I guess I'm going to look that up now. Hmm. That's pretty much, oh, that's pretty, yeah. Uh, the only other thing is that I had a massive spike of uh, turnip prices and just trying to be a nice person in the Animal Crossing community, I put my stuff online. Uh, and I was like, hey, I just want flowers. Otherwise, just come over and sell. I tried to do my best. I made 1.5 million bells because people just just tipped. I did not ask. I was like, hey, do you have flowers? They're like, no. And I was like, yeah, I don't care then. Just go sell your stuff. And they would like leave me like Nook Mile tickets and, and money. And I was like, ah, thanks. I just wanted flowers. So uh, be nice because you will get paid for it anyways. Or be a jerk. Um, and ask for even more high-value things, and you'll probably still get it because people are, are generally nice. Uh, but just be nice, because that's nice. How's your island? That is nice. My island's okay. I haven't been working on it as much as you've been working on yours. However, I did recently start um, moving everything around on my entire <laughs> island. So, but it's really slow because, as Brennan was saying, like you have to move one thing at a time. So... I have it like sort of all planned out for the houses, but then after that, um, once they're all moved, I kind of have to rearrange the whole main part of my island. I just was yeah. feeling um, congested with space to do stuff, so I wanted to have more space to play around with. So I, uh, yeah, I moved every single. Well, I'm in the process of moving every single house into like a neighborhood. Um, yeah. I'm trying to like change the vibe a little bit. It looks really good so far, cause like you have everything planned out as well. Um, your air, your like neighborhood is. It's not like super congested, cause it's really not. It's not. But it's more congested than mine, and that's my yes. only relation to it. Well, your villagers all have their own like property. Like yeah, I give them a little yard. And the entire island is their yard in my island. Okay, so I don't. They don't need their own space. I'd rather have more space for me to do. Cool stuff. Um, yes, mean, yes, that's fair. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I I have like one third of the island is just dedicated to my silly like, garden and your um, house. Yeah. And then you have your turtle farm. Yes, I have a turtle farm, um, and it's excellent. Um, I guess other than that, um, yeah, I've been enjoying the new updates with Red. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, because that is new. We haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, you can buy art now. Um, oh, apparently fake art is haunted. Like, just full straight up haunted. What? Um, so the if you buy... Uh, so, anyways, so let's describe Red. Red is a little fox. Um, he's basically a kitsune, and he is the bane of Tom Nook. Um, 
and he sells art yeah. out of his treasure trawler. It's um, very dark and it's very scary and it's like almost specifically so. He's like, I got a great deal for you, cousin. Um, and he's just, he's a nuts little dude. And then you can go and buy art. And they have this like new feature where you can like inspect the art and it basically has like a light that shines on it and then you can like zoom in. And all of the art is based off of real paintings. So if you know anything about art, then you can actually like decipher if um, the painting is real or not by like the small details that yeah. are or not there. Um, like I got um, my, of the art that I had, my real one was... No, I almost bought uh, the Birth of Venus, was it? Yes. Um, but there was literally a tree missing on the right-hand side. Yeah. And it was, like, so in- inconspicuous. It was mind-boggling. Um, I got the Venus de Milo. Yes. Statue. Um, she is wearing a necklace, so she's <laughs> fake. But I love her, and I have her in my garden. Um, I almost like the f- getting fake art more because I get to keep it yes. in my house. Otherwise, um, you'll probably want to donate to the museum, and then it's like, well, it's in the museum, but yeah. now I have to go there. It's also great to fill up your museum. I do like that, but I feel like it's going to take a million years oh, to for get sure. more art. It's a different um, kind of high. Yes, but every single um, piece of art on my trawler that last time Red was there, and the only time he's been there, every single piece of art was fake. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just buy one that I like. Yeah. Um, you can only buy one piece of art a day, but if you go to your friend's island who has um, red, you can also buy a piece of art from there um, if you haven't bought one on your own island. Yeah, so, so it's one per day regardless. Yes. So I actually went to my friends and I um, bought a piece of art on a whim because I just liked it and it turned out to be real. Oh, no. oh yeah, that was from Cassandra's, right? Yes. So, I have another real, real piece. Nice. Oh, so, the haunted art. Um, there's one piece of art that straight up just has, like, a ghost, like, a figure stained on the back of it. Um, if you stare at the girl with the pearl earrings, the fake one, she blinks. The fake art is straight up haunted. I don't know if it actually is properly haunted for every piece. I'm very excited to find out. Um... That's spooky. Yeah, it's it's very great. I think it, I think it's very. What if great. I like go and look at my Venus de Milo and she's in a different pose? I think I think it would be. I, I don't know. I feel like it would be more sort of like her 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 head would be like changed, not like her whole pose. Yeah. She doesn't have arms, right? That's like the whole point. She has one arm. Oh, she does. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I thought she didn't have arms. I thought she. Yeah. Anyways. You know. Anyways. What's real art? Um, but yeah. Oh, uh, Leaf came. He's a little sloth that I think was uh, introduced in New Leaf, uh, the 3DS version of Animal Crossing, and he just sells you, like, shrubs and stuff, and they introduce shrubs, which is, like, it sounds so menial, but it's like, yeah, I got shrubs now, so I can, like, put shrubs down, and that's so exciting. She has no arms, yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's what I thought. Yes. But anyways, yeah, that's, that's what we get excited. Like, uh, I, I always knew I'd like Animal Crossing. Um, I just never got into it, but like, yeah, that's what it is. I get to put shrubs down now, and it's amazing. It's the, one of the greatest things in the entire world because I could put, I could decorate with shrubs. I don't have to put fences everywhere. It could be shrubs. It could be hedges. We got paintings. I saw, I saw Melissa put um, some fossils outside, like in front of her museum, and I was like, that's a great idea. So now my museum has a gigantic. Uh, brachiosaurus in front of it and it's far too big um and i kind of want to change it around but it's like yeah i have that now 
it's yeah. just great. It's great being excited about stupid things, and that's why I really like. Again, really like Animal Crossing, and it's. Continu- I think I have three hundred thirty hours now. Yikes. I I don't think I know I do because I checked it before Let I started. Let me see how many I have. Definitely not that many, but um, I have my switch right here, so I will check right now. Um, let's see here. Oh, mine just says two fifty or more. Still. Or still? It says two fifty or more. So. Well, I feel like. Oh, has it been two fifty for a while? I think so. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if, if it would like cap out like that for certain. Anyways, that's pretty cool. Cool. Anyway, um, let's talk about something different. Yeah. Um, I know what I'm talking about. As do you? Do I? Excellent. You go first. Okay. You walked right into that one. Well, I know what I'm talking about, so. Great. So do I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All aboard. My train. I do not want this to become a thing. Choo choo! You have arrived at Melissa's thing I like of the day, um, of, the, of week. the week. Of the week. Um, my thing is the Hillside Music Festival. Oh, did that get canceled? Yes, it did. Um, the Hillside Music Festival usually takes place in July. It's a music festival in Guelph, um, Ontario. Um, I recently found out that it got for sure cancelled, um, which, of course, a lot of things are getting cancelled. Um, and, I mean, obviously there's a lot more things to be worried about in a pandemic, but I'm still sad about it. Um, yeah, you're like again, I think we talked about this before. A lot of things are canceling and it's good that they are happening and it's good to participate in that social distancing and whatnot. It is okay to be upset about all this. Like yeah. you're allowed to. Oh yeah, I know. But uh Yeah. Um it is really sad. I I've only gone to Hillside twice, um, last summer and the summer before. Which I say only because the other people I know who go to Hillside like consistently have been going for upwards, I don't know, like six years or something. Yeah. So it's a long time. Um so yeah, I was introduced to Hillside by um my pals Aaron and Alex. Um, again, they've been going for a long time, um, volunteering at the festival, all that. So, um, they, um, basically just sold me on it because they're like, it's super fun. I had never been to a music festival before, so I was really interested in going and checking out. Um, it's relatively inexpensive. It's like $140 for the full weekend. Um, that's what's to be fair like the amount of shows you're seeing yeah exactly um and then you can get like a really a relatively cheap campsite as well um so all in all it's a pretty it's 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 not inexpensive but for a music festival it's not too bad um and there are so many things about it that i really really love um the first and foremost thing i would think i think is that um whoever books the music and like decides coordinates the shows for hillside um does a really amazing job um 
each year that I've gone, I have known probably one band that was playing, and I still went because I had complete faith in the lineup that they had created, even yeah. though I didn't know any of the bands really. Um, and I came out each year with some new favorites um, that I hadn't even really known before. And you kind of go there and you can just like um, experience new things and um, all the music is just super good and super well coordinated and there's always, there's something for everyone there, which I really appreciate. Um, the setting of it is also really lovely. It's on this like little island. Um, so there's one, um, stage that's like pretty close to the water there's one that's like it's on an island yeah i didn't know that well it's like an island but is it a peninsula i guess kind of it's a do how it's it's not though it is kind of an is it connected by land yes that it's a peninsula okay but it's like kind of an island and it's not really an island it's okay sorry but um (laughs) yeah it's uh there's like three different stages that you can go to. Um, one's called the lake stage and it's like really close to the water. One's the main stage and it's like a really big like classic um, music festival stage. Then the other one's called the island stage and it's like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's just <laughs> it's just another stage. But the thing about like the lake stage and the island stage is that they are really intimate settings to see um, artists that you um, maybe don't know about, but you will know about and you will enjoy. Um, or maybe you love that artist and then you get to see them like up close and personal. Um, for me, last year, um, Orville Peck um, was playing on the island stage and about a couple weeks before I went to Hillside, I started really getting into Orville Peck. Um, one of my friends told me to look him up and I was like, yeah, okay. Um, and Orville Peck is amazing and I'll probably talk about him on the show. Yeah, one that's, that's a separate topic um but yeah incredible um cowboy musician um and yeah we just got to sit or stand front row um for this performance it's super you're super close to the artists um you get like a really amazing performance um we also really got lucky um Orville Peck went to the merch tent after and was signing stuff so we got to sign got him to sign our um, vinyl and we got to meet him and get a picture with him and he was super nice um and that's really like the quintessential um hillside experience is having this really great community um vibe in a music festival um it feels like really small it feels like you're a part of a community everyone's super nice who goes there um and it's just like a great environment to see musicians that you enjoy um a couple other things about it that are great the food is incredible there yeah because it's like truck food and, and deep fried everything well, no, it's also, like, there's also, like, good healthy options, too. Um, there's just, like, these really great caterers. There's, like, a bunch of different vendors. Um, they often have, like, homemade ice cream there. There's sometimes, like, different vendors who make those and, like, popsicles. Um, and, yeah, they always have these, like, really great different things. And, of course, they always have, like, classics, like sausages, hot dogs, things like that. Do they have a deep fried onion? No. But they do have corn on the, like, barbecue corn on the cob. Cool. And that is a favorite of mine. Yeah. They have a giant vat of butter, and you just 
put it on that corn and you just <laughs> eat it and it's amazing well, do they have spices and stuff too yes excellent yes big things of spices um so i always eat multiple corns a day and um <laughs> how much is a corn it's like three dollars that's excellent if it was five i would be upset and if it was more i'd be like well that's festival for you Yes. Um, the other thing that's really cool about it is that it is a carbon neutral festival. Really? Yes. I did not know that. It's very, um, they try really hard to be environmentally con- conscious. They have an entire team who does all of the sorting for recycling. Um, they Dang. have every single dish that's used at the festival is like an actual reusable dish. So you get, every time you buy food at the festival, they give you an actual plate, actual cutlery. You use it and you put it at one of the dishwashing stations and then they, people come around, they take the big buckets, bring it to the gotcha. tent. Yeah. And there's people, volunteers, who wash the dishes and then bring them back to the places. So it's like a super um, great festival if you're into like no waste type things. Um, they're super environmentally cautious. Um, of course, having a zero carbon footprint on like a music festival is huge, really great. Um, and of course, they have like a lot of transportation um, costs as uh-huh. far as carbon goes. But they work really hard to sort of zero that out with other initiatives and things. Um, no, that's amazing. I did not know that. That's a, that's yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's a really green festival, and it's just like a really great. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna make another joke. Continue. <laughs> um, it's just like a really great time, um, and I have gone the past couple of years with some friends, and um, we've just had a blast every time. Um, it's just like a great place to. Um, yeah, hang out, learn about new music. Each year I've discovered some new things that I've really, really enjoyed. Yeah, you've always come back with it and it's been very exciting. I, to be fair, I am jealous that I haven't gone. Um, I've never felt comfortable financially to go and I remain that way, mm-hmm. but I do want to go. Yes. And I will, I will leave it at that because I just, every time it's showing up, it's always summer work for me is dying down being a student as well it's like <laughs> yeah i would rather pay for rent <laughs> well yeah it is like a financial commitment and then there's food and everything and if yeah. you want to like eat well and like you have know, fun if you want to like be comfortable you were spending a little yes. bit more as well and of course there's it. like the beer tent and yeah that costs a lot of money and or like bu- buying your own it's like tickets like 150 well t- no tickets like 70 for one day how much is one day I don't know. I just buy the full weekend. Oh, you always do. So yeah, tickets like 150. We'll call it there. If you're buying your own beer, you're probably spent like for three days, four days. Mm-hmm. If you're drinking almost. To the be fair, day. you're not allowed to bring beer on to the festival. Yeah. Explain that. Well, if you have a campsite, you can drink there. Um, <laughs> you're not allowed to bring it into the festival with you. They do have beer tents, um, which which is really cool. Is that like you have to buy a little like beer mug, um, and then you like get that refilled throughout the whole did festival. You, do, do you get to keep that or no? Yeah, I do have, have my, it. Which one should is it? Be, should be somewhere. Is it a glass one or is it like a metal? No, or? it's metal. Oh. Got a green lid. I don't know. I don't know where it is. Um, but yeah, you use that. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, everything about it is just very like conscious and well thought out. And um, 
It's just like a really fun time. And it's like, even if there's no bands that you enjoy that are playing at that time, I just find it like great that you can just go and sit in one of these like beautiful spaces because it's all like super natural spaces. Yeah. There's lots of trees, there's lots of greenery. And going with just... like friends though, like you're basically yeah. just camping for a weekend. If you're, if you could spot the money for that, it's like, who cares about the festival? But also there's probably good music. Yeah. And also you can just like go and sit under a tent and like have a coffee or something and then just listen to music and you like find out new things. And because you pay for it, it's like, it doesn't really matter if it's like really your taste, but you really get the opportunity to try things that you wouldn't normally try. And I think that's really the beauty of going to a music festival, um, which is why I'm really sad that it is not happening this year. Um, but I'll look forward to it even more next year. So hopefully everything will be good by then. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully. We can hope. Yes, we yes. can. Yes, we can. But yeah, Hillside Music Festival. You should check it out. It's a good time. Is, okay. that, is that my time? I don't know. Do you have more to say? Um, I could. But why don't we go to your thing? Okay. My thing that I knew from the beginning. Wait. Sorry, continue. All aboard! <laughs> <laughs> now, if you look on your right, you will see my thing, yes. uh, which is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Ah, I'm yes. surprised you have not talked about that yet. Me too, because when I met you, that was the time when I was really into Scott Pilgrim, or it was like right before when I met you, or it was something along those lines. Uh, Scott Pilgrim was like a wild amount of time and energy I put into Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Um... You, if you're, oh, how do I say this without being an ass? Um, you would generally know Scott Pilgrim probably from the movie. Uh, that was probably the most popular um, mm-hmm. or most commercially well-known. Filmed in Canada. Filmed in Canada, yes. Um, and the writer, uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, um, the creator as well, He uh, he's also Canadian. He apparently, uh, not apparently, he was born in uh, London, Ontario. It's very exciting. Very exciting for Canadian um, content. But... Um, yeah, so there was, um, before the movie, though, there was the the six, is it six volumes? One, two, three, four, five, yeah, it is six. There was a, a six-volume uh, uh, graphic novel called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, actually, that was the second? Yeah, that was the second volume. Um, the, 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 the titles go uh, Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life uh, versus the World uh, and the Infinite Sadness gets it together versus the Universe and uh, Scott Pilgrim's Finest Hour. All of those start with Scott Pilgrim. Um, and yeah, this is a, kind of like a, a, a nice, neat uh, comic series or graphic novel series uh, detailing the life of Scott Pilgrim, this 23-year-old. Um, who is basically like a nobody and is doing nothing with his life. Kind of like, not traditionally, but like in a very like relatable way. You don't know what you're doing, but you're not really putting any effort into it. Yeah. Um, not relatable. Um, the kind of hook for this whole story. Um, he lives uh, with his roommate, Wallace Wells. Um, and he's the bassist for a band with his friends, uh, Stephen Stills and Kim Pine. Um, who the band is called uh, Sex Bubba. And they're just like living life and doing stuff in Toronto and like having their own thing. Um, the way the graphic novel is written, it's really. The comedic timing in the graphic novel is buck wild. It's, it's really good. It's one of my favorite things. And um, Edgar Wright was the director for the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the movie. Um, and she, like, 
I cannot imagine anybody else actually doing the comedic timing justice. Um, so if you actually do watch that movie before you read the comics or vice versa, it'll it, it's a good it's a good thing. Um, but yeah, the 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 story kind of uh, starts with Scott Pilgrim. He is like downward spiral nonsense awful. Um, he's dating a 17-year-old, uh, Nige Chow, and everybody's giving him crap for it, too. And, like, now that I think about it, it's like, well, that's, like, a very weird thing as well, being, like, a 23-year-old and not, like, it is very clear that he's not, like, taking advantage of this girl or he's not trying to. He's just an idiot. Um, and he just doesn't know what he wants. And he even describes it, you know, um, dating Knives Chow is safe and simple and easy. And he doesn't have to think about it because it's so easy because she doesn't know what she wants either. And she's more of a child than he is. So it's like, it's very like simple. Um, and one day he has a dream where he sees this uh, girl skate, uh, roller skating through his dream. Um, and it like freaks him out. And he's like, he's, he's so... Um, hung up on this girl and he ends up seeing her she delivers a package and her name is Ramona Flowers uh, and then he just he just becomes so obsessed kind of in a creepy way but it's it's not it is creepy but it's very it's played off very well like it's written in a not like he's not stalkery he's not like doing anything wrong but it's like yeah you're obsessed you're you're honestly like you you're unabashedly obsessed with this girl um, and then he tries, like, extra hard to get with her, and it's very obvious, but she's like, you know, you seem like a nice guy, I don't mind going out with you and seeing, like, what a date is like. And they hang out, and they have a good time, and, um, there's just, like, really good, um, oh, I should have got some of the books to, to point some things out. There's, like, there's a point where, like, on their first date, they go back to Ramona's, um, and just like the the weird kind of comedy in it like she's like hey do you want any tea like like dry yourself off they were in like a snowstorm dry yourself off i'll get make some tea and he's like oh what kind of tea do you have she literally lists off probably 20 all in one breath and he's like huh and it's just like there's so much of the world that he doesn't know and it's just it's so it's it's very relatable because it's like I even seeing that it's like this is too much tea to have even though I have probably that much tea it's very buck wild and then to know all the exact names yeah it's very specific yeah it's it's nuts uh Brian Lee O'Malley just did a really good job in, in creating this world where you can relate so much to Scott Pilgrim but it's like why are you such an idiot why are you so like like silly and like just just not smart about anything um so yeah, in, in, in tr getting with uh, Ramona Flowers, she mentions that he has to uh, defeat her seven evil exes. And he's just like blowing it off. He's just like, what do you, yeah, I'll do whatever. I just want to kiss. And she's like, sure, yeah, let's kiss. And then, yeah, the first book ends with him fighting Matthew Patel, um, uh, Ramona Flowers' first ex. And apparently they're just all evil. Um, and it's just, it's one of those things. He starts the fight and Scott Pilgrim's like, what are you talking about? And Matthew Patel is just like, didn't you... Didn't you get all those emails? Didn't you... Like, I I emailed you, like, three times. Ramona, did you not say anything? She was like, I, I told you. And he's like, huh? And it's just... It's, he's just this vapid idiot. Um, and yeah, they have this just but wild fight. But it's also fight. great because it's, like, set in, like, a normal... Like, it's Yo, set yeah, the world the is world. normal. The world and is normal. And then it's just, like... So, as, like, a normal person, you wouldn't be like, oh, I have to... It's just raining. The windows okay, open. Okay, thank you. I, I thought the tea, I thought something was exploding. <laughs> yeah, the windows are open. <laughs> thank <right>. you. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, the world is normal, but like, 
so it's like as a normal person in this world you wouldn't be like when someone's like oh you have to defeat my seven evil exes you wouldn't be like oh yeah okay <laughs> i'm gonna go sharpen my sword like no you'd be like oh that's silly like that's just yeah, a silly and, joke and, and that's that's what it is but uh, along with the comedy there's so much like there's a lot of video game and like just nerdy culture uh, in terms of references abound um like I honestly I can't remember specifics right now, but when they um, him and Matthew Patel fight, it's like a it's a it's like a a, a, a massive fight, um, and he, like Matthew Patel comes in with a couple of sucker punches. Matthew Patel also just summons uh, uh, what was it uh, hipster demon chicks, and they're like shooting fire at him at at Scott. Uh, but then like as an offside comment, um, Scott just comes in and like batters him a bunch. And then I think it was Kim Pine that was like, doesn't this guy know that Scott Pilgrim is one of like the top fighters in the world? And it's like, what is going on in this world? Um, and yeah, that, that fight kind of takes place. And then you, it just kind of comes through that like, yeah, Scott, you have to defeat Ramona's 70 of Alexis to, if you want to properly date Ramona. And it's like, it's just, it's just like a wild world. And I, like, it's so fun to, to read because it, as someone who, um, like just knows a lot about like video game culture and and, and 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 comics and things like that. It just it feels so natural to just like slide into this world, but also get all the references and then also see like, well that doesn't make sense. Where did that sword come from? Why is Ramona able to uh, roller skate uh, when it's snowing outside? They 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 specifically pointed out. Um, but it's great. Yeah, it's no, it's it's, it's incredible. It's filled with these like things it's, like, that whimsy. don't make sense. But you love it. Like one it's like, of, it is like whimsy. It's yeah. like fantasy. Well, of. One of my favorite things, one of my favorite jokes that um, they did was um, uh, at one point Scott shows up and Ramona has changed the color of her hair. Um, and he's like, oh. And she's like, yeah, do you like it? Um, and um, in the original printing, the original run of the book, they were black and white. And there's literally a, a, a text block that says, uh, FYI, this comic is in black and white. So, like, us seeing her being black and white, her hair doesn't look different. Yeah. Her hair is cut shorter because it's to signify the change, but it doesn't look different. They made the um, Scott Pilgrim series in color, hard book, and I have all of them too because I really like them, um, and they address it. They changed some of the art, and I was kind of following Brian Lee O'Malley when he was um, publishing these. Um, and, yeah, they changed some of the art, uh, but that same joke... Literally, the te- the text block just says, "Hey, this joke was funnier when this uh, book was in black and white." Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, and it was just great. <laughs> um, the seven evil exes. What was it? Matthew Patel. Um, Chris Evans played the character. He was really good. I can't remember. I I'm blanking on all these guys' names. Um, and yeah, there was twins. Ramona dated twins at one point. That was wild. Anyways, I'm I'm now rambling because. I just I I want to talk more about it, but I don't want to give away too many things, so I'm doing my very best. Um, but yeah, uh, the the comic series spawned the movie that I was talking about before. Um, it um, oh sorry continue no go ahead. I was just gonna I'm please gonna... add on. I'm 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 floundering here. Okay, <laughs> like um. I know I know what I want to talk about, but it's like. I don't want to talk about more about the plot because um, I will just give it away like I usually do with things. I don't right. want to talk about characters because it's like... Okay. Yeah. I was going to say that I think if you like really enjoyed the series, like 
Brendan really enjoys it. Um, I think it's really cool that you can go to a lot of the places from yeah. the novels in Toronto. I was going to talk about that and too, in tandem with the movie. But yes, the only place that I'm very upset about is Honest Ed's. It was a huge, it was actually like a huge plot point for I think the fourth Evil X. Um, they have a fight in Honest Ed's. If you've it's ever, great. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. If you've ever been in Honest Ed's, um, when it was open, it was like what it, I think it was like either Canada's or the world's largest thrift shop, and it was like it was like that whole thing. Well, I can get into the history of it later, maybe another day, because I really like honest ads. I'm really sad about it. Um, but when they, um, I think they describe it as like an existential horror. Yeah, like there, like there's always. I've been into honest ads multiple times because of Scott Pilgrim. I I, I went to Toronto much more because of Scott Pilgrim actually, because I wanted to see all these places, and I was like, no, I really like this this series. I. I live in this, in this, I live like next door. Why can't I do this? And I did. I did like almost all the things. Um, and yeah, Honest Ed's is like this, it's literally like this existential horror because you walk in and there's, everything is so cheap. You don't need any of it. Um, but it's and actually. And it's just all random. Yeah. And it's like, it's actually like a legitimate, like not dollar store, but like grocery. So you can buy things that you do need. So like the local people, it's like a common grocery store and like other things. But like, if you go in there just because. It's wild. Yeah, you'll lose your mind. And it that's, was wild. Yeah. And now that's it's closed. I know. Um, but, like, that's that was part of the plot point. They go in to try and fight in there. Um, and, like, Scott has like, starts, like, building different weapons out of, like, the different things that he's buying. But then when they zoom in on him, uh, like, the, the comedic value is that they, they just show you all the different pieces of what the weapon he's made and all the different prices. And it's like, yeah, his weapon costs $10, but it's so dangerous. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just amazing. Um, uh, as a, as a, not a side note, um, what is that thing where you accidentally predict something? In the, uh, comic book series, they accidentally destroy Honest Ed's, and it was very, like, aw. Uh, it yeah. was torn down. That's a shame. That is a shame. Um, but yeah, so there was the movie, um, which stars Michael Sarah as, uh, Michael Sarah, right? Yes. I don't know. I, I'm forgetting everything. Um, as uh, Scott Pilgrim, you, uh, I can't remember who plays Wallace Wells. I think it was, um, I don't remember. I think it was Macaulay Culkin's brother. I don't know. Um, but yeah, in the movie, they go to all the different venues as well. Um, Lee's Palace was a huge thing, and Melissa actually took me there for the second birthday we had when we were dating, which was really cool. So yeah, then I officially went to all the different places that I wanted to in Scott Pilgrim. Um, yeah, because there's also like Castle Loma yeah. and Sneaky D's. Those were like pretty much the main places. Yeah, th- and those were cl- Sneaky D's is really great. Sneaky D's is a classic. Um, and then they, they spawned actually a video game. Uh, it was, I think it was for the they three... They spawned? Yeah. The series spawned a video game. Oh, okay. It was called uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the movie. No, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game. Because um, the movie is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the movie. Uh, and yeah, that was uh, that was probably the f- most fun, like, four-player beat-em-up uh, game I've ever played so far. Uh, and it was uh, animated by... What's his name? I, I know his handle on, like, Twitter and, and, and things like that is, like, pro... Pro... No, it's P. Robertson. And every time I read it, it's Robertson. And that's how I keep messing it up. He's a, he's a really great pixel artist, and he did all the pixel art for the game. Um, but yeah, no, Scott Pilgrim is just great. Um, 
thank you for trying to decipher and listen to everything that I tried to say about it. Um, I was just watching Melissa as I was trying to describe it. I was like, I get it. I get it. It's been years since I've reread the series. I used to read the series um, like once a month. Should I read it again? I probably will, actually. Um, but it's just it's just so weirdly whimsical and funny, but it has like this this seriousness. And as you get through the different vo- the the consecutive volumes, like you see Scott Pilgrim doing his best not to grow up. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to own up for anything that he does. He wants to kind of remain in this very like, oh, everything's fine. I don't have to worry about anything or think about anything. And then, like, it all kind of cascades down onto him. So we like, there's this very whimsical side and very fun side. And then you get the tandem of like, oh no, this is like as as silly and stupid this is. And whenever. Um, I, I can't remember where it was explained, but it's canonical that whenever Scott Pilgrim defeats an evil ex, um, they wake up in their bedroom, uh, like their home, uh, with like a sense of like dread and just like they just feel bad, like depressed. Um, but yeah, Scott Pilgrim defeats uh, an ex and they explode into coins. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like a, that was like a very it was just wildly funny. I think when he defeats Matthew Patel, he bursts into I think two dollars and sixty cents. And it was like almost enough for bus fare, and it was like that's the joke that gets made yeah. when you defeat like you, this man was about to kill you, and he was also summoning hipster demon chicks, and it was like it's it's just buck wild. This is the third it's time I've said like, buck wild, and yeah. it's not it's losing its value, but I keep saying it. I don't know. Yes, but also they have like way more experience like fighting and in that realm of yeah. Ramona's life. So it's like, it's just like a wild, silly universe that Scott finds himself in. Mm-hmm. And then like, to, like even the, the personifications of all the different characters, like Stephen Stills, he's very much a background character, but he, um, like his characterization progresses very rapidly and like all the different characters grow up so much faster than Scott does. And it's very. In the graphic novel, it's better than the movie. Oh my god, yes. If yes. you do watch the movie, the movie is very fun. After I think the fourth or fifth Evil X, um, the movie takes a wild turn. And I was very upset about it when I first watched the movie, but then I found out that um, the writer, the, the director and writer, I think it was. Um, oh, what's his name? I just said it. Uh, the director of the movie? Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, yes. Um, uh, Brian Lee O'Malley was not finished the series when the movie was being made. So, like, at the fourth or fifth book, it did split. So Edgar Wright did his best to just kind of, like, sum it up. So it doesn't do the justice as the last three books do. Yeah. Um, just as an aside. Uh, or the last two books, I can't remember. But, um, yeah, all the all the characters have their own, like, growth. And for Scott, you it, it's very jarring to see everybody kind of grow. And you, don't, you see Scott kind of, like, being stagnant. And he doesn't... Like, it's almost like he wants to be, but he, like, he doesn't... It's kind of like how he was floundering in the beginning. He, 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 he was okay doing nothing, and he wanted just life to be nice and easy, but you need to work for it in order to, like, progress in anything. Um, and then you kind of see it in all the different characters, but every different character kind of manages it in their own way. And even Ramona has her own problems that she has to deal with, and it's like... It's like it's it's almost like Scott and Ramona are like perfect for each other, and it was just it's just a great it's just a great thing altogether. Um, yeah, Scott Pilgrim, the the comic book series, is my thing. Um, and then if you like that, then watch the What's movie. What's your thing? Mine my is thing. dinosaurs. dinosaurs. No sound effects. It's sound effects. You're right. Sound it effects. is sound effects. My bad. 
Uh, uh, thank you for. I know. I don't know how he does it. I really hope it's real, but like, I have no idea. Mom, Andrew's cutting me in half again. Bugs. (laughs) (laughs) They do all those weird zoom ins on the bugs. It's so weird. It's so wild. Like, when you talk about that commercial (laughs) to certain people who grew up watching it, they know it in such vivid detail. No, because it was so. It was like in your face, and like they did weird zoom ins on all the kids. (laughs) And they played it so much. Yeah, no, but when, when that girl was like, Mom, Aiden's cutting me in half again, they zoomed in on her. And it was yeah. like an a, it was like a reverse fisheye. Yeah. Every was. every zoom in was a, like a reverse or almost yeah. a fisheye. Like the kid doing the sound effects and the one kid playing the tuba, just like yeah. Prr, prr, prr. Yeah. and it was just it was so good. Anyways, um, I really please 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 I know I've said it before in different episodes. Watch that commercial. <laughs> yeah, just look up. I'm sure you can find it if you look up what's your thing commercial. Um, <laughs> YTV maybe you'll probably you'll find it. Anyways. Um, please believe me when I say Scott Pilgrim is worth looking up. I know I do a lot of just like rambling. Please, please. He's the rambling man. What? What? No, isn't the Rambler something? Yeah, it's my nickname in Animal Crossing. My villagers yes. call me Rambler. And Gigabolt. Gigajolt. Yeah, I don't know where either of those came from. Gigajolt or oh, and a fun thing about my Animal Crossing. Um, village, which <laughs> I forgot I to mention. I know exactly what it is. Is um, that sometimes your villagers come up to you and they're like, "Hey, I'm sick of my catchphrase. Can I? Can you make a new one?" Oh, and, and so I'm pretty sure we've talked about a catchphrase. Like each villager will literally have their own catchphrase. Yes, um, but if you change their catchphrase um, to something that you want, they'll all start like adapting it as their catchphrase. So I made one villager's catchphrase "Cutio Mine." So every time they're like, "Hey, how are you doing, Cutio Mine?" and it's it's, very good. it's the best. Um, um, and a bunch of villagers are saying that now. Um, but then another person came up and they were like, hey, can I change my catchphrase too? And I was like, okay, sure. But then I like didn't have anything as cute. So I did like another over the garden wall type reference. And so now they say turt burglar, um, which Greg says, I'm going to burgle your turts. And I have talked about over the garden wall before, yes. um, which is one of my favorite things ever. So please watch that. Um, so yeah, my Animal Crossing villagers now say cutie mine and turt burglar. Um, both are great. Yeah. I have no regrets. I, I don't want to change mine because I really like everybody. Like, Eloise that just showed up, her thing is toot. Uh, but it's like, has too many O's because she's an elephant. Um, I think we talked about Louie. Do you mean toot toot? No, I don't. It's time to go to the no. end of the episode. Chugga 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 chugga. I wanted to say that. Ooh, huh? <laughs> Yeah, Louis says hoo hoo I'm pretty sure we said talked about that before. But um, the other thing was... Oh no, I had it, I had it. Oh yeah, their nickname's for me. Louis just came up to me one day and was like, Hey, Brenny, can I start calling you Iron B? And he was, um... What was it? He's like one of the jock characters, so he's like all about pumping iron and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then everybody started calling me Iron B, and I was like, this is amazing. And then Louis came back up to me and was like, Hey, Iron B, I know you have a nickname already. But I was kind of thinking about it. How about I call you Vitamin B? And I was like, oh my god, yes! <laughs> and then I was like, the, everybody's like a half and half Iron B and Vitamin B. And it's just like, it's just so good. It's really good. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, go to Hillside next year when it probably opens. Uh, read Scott Pilgrim and then watch the, the movie. You don't actually have to do that in that order. But um, Scott, the, the comics do have a better um, 
emotional resolution. The movie is A plus the whole way through, though. And then I don't know. Find somebody that has uh, the PS3 or 360 version of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World because you cannot literally buy it anywhere else because they don't make it. There's like publishing issue, and I'm very upset because I do not own my 360 anymore, and it's still on there, and I probably will never get it back again. Ooh, ooh ha, ooh ha. Um, yeah, I think that's our show. Um, yes. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you, Matt Campbell. For our background music and stuff and such, um, what do we got? It's 52 minutes. I'll see if I can fill it with two songs or one. We'll figure it out. Um, thanks again to Jill. Thanks for being patient with us when we found out we had ants and it was very upsetting. And you were just like, "Hey, don't worry about it. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you have ants." It was very nice. Yes. Um, but yeah, and hopefully we won't have another misstep. Oh, I start school next week. Not upset. I'm not worried. Uh, I mean, I am very upset and worried about that, but we'll see. Um, okay. I think that's all. Um, bye. Bye. Choo Every
Every hour is witching hour Bones and ligaments I'll devour Tired of women wrongly accused I'm a real witch with nothing to lose This is my final straw Ha 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 I don't care, I don't care. I am a witch, burn me at the stake. I don't care.